Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy, where we're expanding the conversation around Catholic sexuality. We're your hosts, Ellen and Kathleen. Hey there, Ellen here. Before we get started with this week's episode, I want to tell you about one of our partners, Be A Heart. Be A Heart creates modern Christian goods that bring the beauty of faith into everyday life. Uh, They have everything from Catholic kids' toys to lifestyle goods to party decorations and a whole lot more. Kathleen and I both own a ton of Be A Heart goods, and we love the quality and the creativity of the products. Purchasing from our partners helps to support this podcast and allow us to continue creating quality content for you to enjoy. So we'd really appreciate if you supported Be A Heart. You can use the code charting toward intimacy or click the link in the show notes to get 10% off your entire order at Be A Heart today. Hello and welcome back to another charting toward intimacy episode. I'm Ellen. Kathleen is and here. And I'm Kathleen. And I have a cold. So yes. you're getting some some low sultry sounds. That's right. That's <laughs> and maybe right. a cough here and there, but I'll try to <laughs> I'll try to edit those out in post post roll. Um <laughs> Today we are talking about um emotional intimacy. And really what we want to highlight in emotional intimacy is a particular dynamic that, by the grace of God, (laughs) often people who have opposite dynamics get paired up together and get married. Mm -hmm. Um, Which does not always feel like a grace. Right. It doesn't feel like a grace, but truly (laughs) it is a grace. We'll get there. We'll get there in our conversation today. So... The dynamic that we're talking about is um, when it comes to emotional intimacy, there's people kind of fall into two different camps. One camp is I need to feel emotionally close to my spouse before I can have sex with them, before I can have physical intimacy with them. Mm -hmm. The other camp is I need physical intimacy in order to feel emotionally close to my spouse. Now, most of the time, women fall into the category of I need emotional before physical. And most of the time, men fall into the category (laughs) of I need physical to lead me into emotional. Um, But that's not necessarily like, you know, a hard rule. Um, Right. There, I, I've run into many couples that that fall on on the flip side of the spectrum, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I just want to start off by saying, like if you're yeah. if you're a woman listening and you're like, but I need the physical intimacy first. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but we want to talk about particularly the dynamic that a lot of times couples, one is on one camp and the other is on the other camp, and that can lead to a lot of uh, issues and and just yeah. difficulties in communicating. Yeah, very true. I mean, I can tell you, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening. I, I am, I mean, this is exactly where we fall in our marriage, that I need the emotional intimacy first. Michael gets the emotional intimacy from the physical intimacy. And so it's something that's been a big part of our story in kind of like the circling around each other and trying to mm-hmm. like 
come and meet in the middle and like figure it all out. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. And honestly, I think um, trying to determine how to achieve that emotional intimacy outside of the physical intimacy is also a, it's, it's an interesting game. Um, right. It's, um, yeah. it can be really tough. And so coming, I'm, I kind of also fall into that category of, of really wanting to feel emotionally close before I feel ready to have sex. Right. Um, and, and we're not saying that it's like, it's always like that, you know, but again, we're kind of speaking in generalities here, but I, I do fall into that camp as well. Um, and I would say my husband probably falls into the other camp, um, a little bit more often. And so what ends up happening for those of us who fall into the camp of, I want to, to really feel emotionally close before I have sex, um, is that it feels like the initiations of our partner are like just this insatiable like sex drive. Yes. And I think, you know, if there's, if there's anything that we want you to take out of listening to this episode is that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, your your spouse is not this like insatiable like sex monster. I don't know. That's all that came <laughs> to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but that is, it's so true. I mean, there were so many years. I mean, Michael and I are married, what, 10 years now? So there were so many years. I mean, for more than half of our marriage where it was just like, you are just like the most rammy human being I have ever met in my mm-hmm. whole life. Like how, like, it's just hard to imagine anyone more. And, and honestly, to the point where one time I was like, is he like an addict? Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, mm-hmm. and I could not keep up. I just couldn't, like, I couldn't get into it as often as he could and it, I didn't have that understanding that this is how he feels closest. It was, it was just like, wow, it would be really nice if you just like want to sit and talk with me for a while mm-hmm. or, you know, like mm-hmm. ask me some deep questions. Right. But like that, that was his version of doing that. Like that was right. how he felt close. And I think it's been, um, there's been so much that I've learned about marriage and intimacy and really like coming to love the other from having to being forced really to step outside of my own perspective and into his Mm -hmm. and I'll never be able to understand it 100% right but I've really and I'm only really getting to a point now again 10 years into marriage right where I can actually start seeing the situation. I can feel my own way about it, but I can see it through his eyes, um, which has really taken a long time, a lot of introspection, introspective, you know, and (laughs) extrospective, you know, it's like, like we're making up words today. Yeah, I'm making them up. Just trying to see everything from a total, like outside 360 degree view. Um, which is something that I think that we're really sort of called to do as spouses, you know, like it's not, it's not just about us and how we feel, but it's, 
it's constantly trying to like learn from the other and see as the other sees um and and kind of like collaborating and we call it complementing with an accent mm. on the a complementing um, <laughs> there's a reason for it i won't go into it but um you know but that's like what it is it's this constant need to to have your your own viewpoint but look into the other and learn the others as well to complement and come to like come to a meeting point almost right. you know well and this is this is one of the gifts of the holy spirit understanding um, mm-hmm. the, the gift of understanding is, is being able to put yourself in another person's shoes. Right. And so yeah. I think this is a really important exercise for those of you listening is, you know, take a, take a minute to reflect on which camp do I kind of more often fall into? Am yeah. I, am I the person who needs emotional intimacy before physical intimacy or am I the person who, um, physical intimacy is what leads me into that feeling emotionally connected. Um, figure out which camp you're in, then take a second, figure out which camp your spouse is in, um, yeah. because you might be in the same camp, and that's okay as well. Um, I think that's more rare. <laughs> yes, yeah. And then if your spouse is the other camp as you, take some time to think about what that would feel like and and understand that um and and of course like Kathleen and I are speaking from the perspective of um you know two women who really like we feel like we need to have emotional connection before that physical intimacy and so you know we each of us have had to work through this difficulty i mean what Kathleen was saying about at the beginning of the marriage like i agree with so much of that. I I felt some of those same exact things of, you know, when we first started out, I was like, okay, well, it's, you know, we're married now. So obviously that means we're going to have lots of sex. And so like, that's all that I was like focusing on. But I was like, this is kind of boring. Like this is kind of, I don't, I'm I'm not interested in this. Like, and why is my husband so interested like and and it's because we weren't focusing on that emotional intimacy part of it um before right we weren't focusing on my emotional intimacy needs um and so you know and then what happens is when it turns into duty sex now the person who and I'm just going to start talking men and women here because those are most common. So like right. in in this case, the the man who really wants sex in order to feel emotionally close, now that they're just getting duty sex, that's not giving them the emotional closeness. Right. Because... Yeah. Because the emotional closeness isn't there, right? If we're, if, if we're coming to our spouse and just saying, okay, well, all you want is sex. So I, I could just, I could just give that to you. I have that ability to, um, then we're not, we're not connecting at yeah. all. It, it becomes a, it's just a physical act. Um, and that's not what the conjugal act is supposed to be. It is, you know, the, the two primary meanings, one of them is unity. It is supposed to unite the spouses, both physically and um, emotionally intimacy, you know, 
wise. Spiritually, yeah. Spiritually, thank you. I was looking for the word spiritually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I don't know, I want to give a little shout out if I can to those who desire the emotional intimacy, but um, I think that there can be, not I think, I know, there can be a lot of um, sort of wounds around emotional intimacy as well. Mm. Um, I mean, shout out to all the people from divorced families, right? Mm -hmm. Who maybe didn't experience the emotional intimacy with their parent that maybe they, they could have. And so as a child, um, struggled and I'm calling myself out here. Right. So, (laughs) um, you know, so, you know, if you're anything like me, you desire the emotional intimacy, but sometimes the emotional intimacy can also make you uncomfortable. Um, and that's an extra sort of hardship placed on this dynamic Mm-hmm. because now you you know what you want but you don't know how to get it because you sort of like it kind of makes your skin crawl sometimes when you when you're finding um when you're finding a place for that emotional intimacy right like when you're starting to achieve it now you're like oh wait do I actually want this right um, right it it takes a lot of courage to be yes. completely open to another person yes and what what the conjugal act is supposed to be is a reflection of that emotional intimacy, that emotional openness that you have mm-hmm. to your spouse. But if you haven't worked on your ability to be emotionally intimate first, the conjugal act isn't going to be a reflection of that. Right. Yeah. It, it's going to be a reflection of of the difficulty that you're having with that. Right. And And that's where we kind of get this like, you know, uh, when we hear a spouse say like, oh, well, you're just like, you're not into it. I, I, I don't like sex when you're not into it. Right. And like, that is a reflection of, of that feeling like I need to close up and I need to protect my emotional intimacy. But, but here's the thing. Here's, here's where the courage comes into play. Like God gave you this spouse Mm -hmm. to help you get to heaven. Our role as humans is to be open to the gift of the father, right? So your marriage is practice for that. Mm -hmm. And, And yes, it's hard too because it's practice with a fallible human as well. But it's still practice in how to be truly open to the gifts that God wants to give us. And so we can begin by courageously opening ourselves up to our spouse. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. And it does. It's some of us maybe are, if you put yourself in a really vulnerable position to, to open up like that. Absolutely. Um, And if, you know, if you opened yourself up at a time and you learned that you can't trust, you know, you were hurt by it, then it becomes hard in your marriage with the person that you do love and trust mm-hmm. to still, to replace that, that experience. Um, and so I do encourage anyone that might find themselves in that place to do the really hard work of, of learning how to, how to trust again, I guess is kind of mm-hmm. like what it really comes down to so that you can 
experience that emotional intimacy and know how to achieve that emotional intimacy without like, you know, without it making your skin crawl, <laughs> which exactly. is like a terrible thing to say, but it is like, that is the, the physical reaction that, that I get sometimes, you know? Um, and it takes a lot of work to undo that. So, and whatever it takes, it, it's probably going to take therapy, some counseling, um, you what know, it is 100% going to take is conversation with your spouse. Absolute conversation. Yeah. And, and personal counseling, like individual counseling, I don't know, maybe couples counseling, if you discern that that's kind of, you know, um, if that would be helpful. Um, but I love what you said, Ellen, about, um, marriage being practice for receiving the gifts that God wants to give us because that is that like marriage is the it's the sign you know of of the our our total union with god and so yeah like we've got we we are called if we're really living this vocation out in the way that he asks us to that he wants us to we need to do the hard work of learning how to be how to love how to be close how to be intimate how to be open to receive um because yeah, that's, that's ultimately, you know, what God is going to, is, is looking to do for us. Right. That's what he's asking of us. Right. Yeah. And exactly. so if we can take those baby steps in our marriage, then that means we can also take those baby steps in our spiritual life. Amen. Yeah. And okay. So, so now you're like listening to this, you're like, okay, well, what do I, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> This is all great, but what the heck do I do? What do I do with this information? Okay, so first couple of steps, and we already talked about them, is figure out which camp you fall in and figure out which camp your spouse falls in. And then tell your spouse that information, okay? Say, hey, I figured out that I really feel like I need emotional intimacy before, I need to feel emotionally close to you before I'm ready, to have sex with you. And right. I think from, from what I've gathered, I feel like you fall into the camp that um, you feel like sex leads you into that emotional entity. Do you think I'm right? Right? Yeah. Have that conversation. See what your spouse thinks. Right? Okay. Yeah. So now that you guys are all on the same page, you've kind of figured out, okay, where do I fall? on this camp. And yeah, sometimes I fall in this camp. Sometimes I fall in that camp. You know, maybe you're way far on one side. Mm -hmm. You, it's, it's a spectrum. It's not necessarily like two different camps that you have to put yourself in always, but have that conversation, figure out where you're at. And then I want you and your spouse to brainstorm connection rituals, um, both physical and emotional connection rituals. Um, so for example, a physical connection ritual would be that every time your spouse comes home from work, you guys both give each other a hug and a kiss. Like, and, and you make sure that you do that every time that yeah. is a physical connection ritual that will help the spouse that falls into the camp of needing physical intimacy to lead into emotional intimacy that will help the spouse get little bits and pieces of that emotional intimacy, right? Have you heard of the, uh, there's the 10 second kiss challenge as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys like, can't see, so you guys can't see my scowl right now. I mean, 
if it works for you, great. I don't know. I just, I'm kind of like. I feel the same way. I feel like this is like kind of forced, but it feels forced. But, it feels forced. But, but I think, it, yeah, I think, yeah, it could be something that works really great if you have, you know, someone or a spouse that really goes for the physical connection to feel the emotional connection. Like, and I think it's possible, Ellen, that we feel that way because we are emotional Maybe. before physical. If you're physical before emotional, that could do a lot. That could right. mean a lot. You know, That's yeah, true. That's true. Like, we oh. might just feel that way. <laughs> exactly. We're like immediately repulsed by it. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so then, so, um, all right. So you've brainstormed some physical connection um, rituals, um, and then think about some emotional connection rituals. So maybe that's, um, you and your spouse. Well, I'm going to tell you what, what my husband and I have been doing that has just been phenomenal is well, not this week. Cause we've been sick, but <laughs> yeah, most weeks, um, we get up a half an hour earlier than we used to. And we go downstairs and we make a cup of tea and we just chat for about 20 minutes um, about whatever. Like sometimes we'll kind of figure out what's going on in the day. Sometimes we'll have something pressing to talk about. Sometimes we just kind of sit there in a little bit of silence, but we're both there present with each other. Phones are like back in the bedroom um, mm-hmm. or in another room. Like we just have this opportunity to kind of like and I know it's coming. And if there's something like I definitely want to talk about without the kids around, I know, oh, you know what? I can ask him that tomorrow morning or I can mention that when we meet. So, yes, that's kind of a big emotional connection ritual yeah. um, that might not be like feasible for you. Um, but I want to encourage you to to try to find emotional connection rituals that can happen just the two of you. So maybe that's first thing in the morning when you wake up before, you know, maybe you set your alarm like five minutes early and you just sit up in bed and, and pray together for a few minutes and just say, and, and ask, you know, what can I pray for you? What's, what's on your mind today? What can I pray for you like throughout the day? Right. Or maybe it's right before you go to bed. Um, you just, you know, again, like just in bed, you're like sitting up and, yeah. um, you just say, Hey, th- these are the things that happened in my day. What happened in your day? Um, it could be like really small like that. I, I remember when I was preparing for marriage, um, one of the couples that was doing our retreat talked about how every time that, um, that the husband came home from work, they, um, they went, into a room like and like told the kids like you are not allowed in here for 10 minutes and they like closed the doors and they sat right across from each other really close and they both put each other's hands on um on each other's knees and they just talked and stared and like looked at each other and just talked for 10 minutes about the day or whatever you know what's really cool about that connection ritual Mm -hmm. it's both that's true it is physical and emotional at the same time yeah. Um, you know, so so you can and and this is something that you and your spouse, I want you guys to brainstorm this together and figure out something that's going to work. Um if if you feel like your spouse isn't going to be able to like sit down and brainstorm with you, then brainstorm yourself and then make the suggestion. 
right? Hey, you know what I think would be really awesome is if we could do these two things, right? Do one that's physical and one that's emotional. Um, Make sure that you're fulfilling both of them. Um, Because what what that's going to do, here's here's why I'm telling you to do this. What that's going to do is it's going to just start incrementally building up that emotional connection, which is going to make it more, um, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Natural. It's going to make it more natural than to have sex together because sex is now reflecting this emotional and physical intimacy that you guys are building every single day by these connection rituals. Yeah. And it's a reflection of, of both of those. It's a reflection of the physical and the emotional intimacy that you're building. So true. Those are some good tips. Thanks. I'm going to take them. (laughs) Yeah, go, go do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my, like, um, I'll, I'll just also share like our physical, um, you know, connection ritual is, um, when my husband leaves for work, he always makes sure to give me a kiss. Like, and, and that is not, that is not forgotten mostly because he also gives the kids kisses and my three-year-old will not let him forget. <laughs> like he'll start walking out the door and she'll be yeah. like, daddy, you need to give mommy a kiss and me and Ollie. <laughs> that is so cute. I love that. Kids hold you accountable, man. I know, right? And there's an idea too is tell your kids, hey, hey, mommy and daddy are trying to do this every day. Can you help us remember, right? There you go. Yeah. Get them in on it. Get them in on it. That's cute. I love it. What else? What other thoughts do you have, Kathleen? Um, honestly, I don't because, like I said, this is something that we are constantly working on and trying to improve. Um, so I've pretty much spoken all my thoughts, but I'm enjoying hearing your perspective on it and your thoughts and advice. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like taking all of that in today. I'm basically a listener today. Great. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. Um, I think the the spirit working through you to me today. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I think that that gives you just even more insight into, you know, Kathleen and I, like we're sharing these things yeah. with you guys, but it doesn't mean that we have arrived on this no. journey, right? Like I'm sharing with you guys the connection rituals that we are currently doing um, that yeah. are working very well for us. But that doesn't mean that we have like a perfect emotional and physical intimacy right, exactly. life. <laughs> I will say, you know, the one thing that we've been trying to do, um, we're calling it Monday one day because it's the one day of every week that we require our kids to be in bed early. So we put them in bed and and we don't like, that's it. Like we'll come up, it's an hour earlier. So normally bedtime's like eight, between eight and eight 30, we'll put them up in their room between seven and seven 30. And it's like, you don't have to go to sleep yet, but you can play, you can read, you can hang out, whatever. But, um, this is it like no coming out. We are downstairs. We are having our one night where we can do whatever we want. We can watch a movie, although not right now. Cause it's Exodus 90. So, you know, no movie watching. <laughs> um, But, you know, or we can just sit and talk, we can play a game, like we can do whatever we want and not have to worry about like tending to the kids. 
Um, and not every day, not every time we do it is perfect. Um, you know what, that's such a good, that's such a good place to end this conversation is that your connection rituals aren't always going to be perfect. No, Um, but the most important thing is that you continue to work on them and you continue to try to do them. And, and if something, if you tried starting something and it like didn't work out, then try something else. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. right. Like no, exactly maybe you'll right. try one of the suggestions that Kathleen or I mentioned and you're like, wow, this is terrible getting up a half hour <laughs> early. I like, why would someone ever want to do that? Right. Like you are, you're an early bird. I am. I'm a night owl. Although I don't know, I'm not really either at this point, but <laughs> But I'm a mom, rather, right? <laughs> exactly. I would rather force myself to stay up late than get up early. Right. And um, so maybe that's what you and your spouse do is, yeah. you know, maybe you have one night a week that you stay up late or a couple of nights a week that you stay up a little bit late and you um, connect in some way, playing playing a board game or chatting or having a cup of tea or having a glass of wine or um, doing some sort of journaling together. I don't know. <laughs> yes, anything. <laughs> trying to think anything. of all sorts of random things. But um, but yeah, and just especially if you have kids, it's not going to be perfect. No, it it's not. Rarely be perfect because they're. I mean, they come and try to mess it up all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I can't tell you how many times like kids have woken up early during our time oh, yeah. that's supposed mm-hmm. to be our time, and I'm like. Yes. What are you doing? But also feel free to like it is within your right um to defend that time. Yes. Right. I know people that True. when, yeah, if their kids get up early where they're interrupting sort of their personal routine in the morning, they'll say, Nope, back you don't have to go back to sleep, but in your room for 10 more minutes or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And that's they are defensive of that time. And that is okay. Um, you you can do that and you should do that because you know it's Really, your spouse comes first and then your children. True. Um, so. Very true. Don't be afraid. Yeah, fight for that. <laughs> but don't yell at your kids. <laughs> don't yell at your kids, but fight for it. Fight for <laughs> it, but don't don't fight them. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyway. I think that's a great place to end. Thanks so much for listening. If you are not already following us on Instagram, be sure to check us out at Charting Toward Intimacy. And if you listen to podcasts on a platform that gives you the option to rate or review, we'd love for you to do that because it helps us spread the word about the podcast. If you ever have questions, comments, or episode topic ideas, please reach out to us. We love to hear from you. You can reach out on Instagram or send us an email. Our email is in the show notes. Until next time. Bye.